I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to the ninth day of Christmas, January 2nd, in the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas. On the ninth day of Christmas, the key word is angels. In this episode, the focus is on angels in the Old and New Testament in both the Western and Eastern Church traditions. In the modern Western church, we hear very little about angels except the, quote, angels we have heard on high at Christmastide and the angel at the tomb of Christ in the Easter Sunday gospel reading. This is indeed a sad state of affairs. The purpose of this episode is to revive the early church understanding of the spiritual value of understanding the nature, the origin, and purpose of angels based upon scriptural accounts and early church traditions. The illustration is a late Byzantine period mosaic of a winged angel discovered in May 2016 AD during restoration of the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. It had previously been covered with plaster. The original of the Church of the Nativity was built in the 4th century over the traditional site of the Nativity under the sponsorship of Emperor Constantine's mother, St. Helen. The English word angel comes from the Greek angelos, which means messenger. The Old Testament, comparable word with the same meaning as malach. Angels were highly regarded in the Holy Land centuries before the Nativity of Christ. The first use of the word angel in the Old Testament is the appearance of the angel of the Lord to Hagar, the Egyptian servant in the house of Abraham in Genesis 16, verse 7, who, before the beginning of the covenant, announces the Lord's plan for the descendants of Abram. The illustration is Abraham entertaining the three angels painted by Rembrandt in oil on an oak panel in 1646 AD depicting three angels visiting Abraham under the oak at Mamre described in Genesis 18 verses 2 and 3. The scene was used again by Andrei Rubelyov, the Russian Orthodox icon painter as the basis for his icon of the Holy Trinity in the early 15th century. One Old Testament belief that has carried over from the Jews into many branches of Christianity, especially into the Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox traditions, is the concept of the guardian angel. The Old Testament roots of the guardian angel are found in Psalm 91 verses 10 to 12, here using the 1928 Book of Common Prayer text, There shall no evil happen unto thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. You can read the entire text of Compline, from which that verse comes in occasional services for Anglican worship, and on pages 121 to 127 in Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. 
Information about all our AIC Bookstore publications can be found by using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Please note that everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The illustration for both slides is a 19th century stained glass window of the guardian angel depicted in the Roman Catholic style with a young child probably somewhere in Eastern Europe. In traditional early Christian thinking, every person was said to have a guardian angel. However, it was also understood that for the angel to do his work, the person must, quote, invite, unquote, the angel into their hearts. Today, many Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox Christians, and Lutherans say prayers to the guardian angel. The illustration is a set of six painted tiles on the wall of a church in Tenerife in the Canary Islands, a part of Spain. Most Western church Christians are in need of a primer on angels. In the traditional understanding, angels are invisible, created beings. They are who is meant in the Nicene Creed's affirmation that God the Father Almighty is the creator of all things, visible and invisible. Angels who are created beings and messengers of the Lord are not humans in another after-death form. I think it is the invisible part that so troubles the modern mind that likes rational scientific explanations. Here at the Anglican Internet Church, we teach that there are many things which cannot be explained by logical, rational human thinking. In the AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective, I call the concept that there are many things which cannot be explained by logical, rational, human thinking, the limits of reason. The book is available using the virtual bookstore link at www.anglicaninternetchurch near the bottom of the home page. In the first five centuries of the church, primarily based upon the writings of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, Ephesians, and Colossians, but also upon the epistles of St. Peter, there developed a concept that there were nine ranks or orders of the heavenly hosts. In the Anglican Holy Eucharist liturgy, it is these who are meant when in the proper preface the clergy say, therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. The illustration is a late 15th century miniature of the angelic annunciation to the shepherds. Angels featured in the songs of the church from an early date. One of the greatest songs or canticles used in the Anglican tradition is the Tedium Laudamus, thought to date from the 4th or 5th century. In the first of three parts of the song, the lyrics say, We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, 
the Father everlasting, and then says, To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein, to thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. The illustration is a detail from St. John's vision of a mighty angel in Revelation 5 verse 1 from the 11th century Byzantine-style illumination, the Bamberg Apocalypse, which is used on page 52 of our bookstore publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. The Bamberg Apocalypse, commissioned by Holy Roman Emperor Otto III and painted between 1000 and 1020 AD, is held at the Bamberg State Library, Bamberg, Germany, which provided the high-resolution images for the book. As mentioned earlier, the book is available through the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In the pre-Christian era, these heavenly hosts were called the Sabaoth, which means in Hebrew, the armies of the Lord. The Lord God of the Hebrews enjoyed the title Lord God of Sabaoth. The seraphim, described as having six wings in Isaiah's vision of the throne of God in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 2 and 6, also depicted in the illustration from the Bamberg Apocalypse uh, in the previous slide. The illustration is a second quarter, 12th century Byzantine-style illumination of Isaiah made in colored inks on parchment from the Siegberg Lectionary, which is manuscript Harley 2889 Folio 2 at the British Library in London, England. These nine ranks or hierarchies or orders are commonly separated into five groups. First, angels and archangels. Second, cherubim and seraphim. Third, thrones and dominions. Fourth, principalities and powers. And finally, authorities which is also translated as might. The illustration is a circa 1408 tempera and gilt-on-panel Russian Orthodox icon of the Archangel St. Michael, painted by Andrei Rubilyov, one of the finest icon painters in the history of the Church. Scriptural support for the concept of angels is strong. Four angels are given names in Scripture. The archangel Gabriel appears in canonical scripture in both the Old and the New Testament, respectively, twice by Daniel in Daniel 8.16 and 9.21, and in the Nativity account in Luke 1.19 and 26. The illustration is a 19th century fresco on the exterior of, of an Eastern Orthodox church in Kiev, Ukraine. The unique shade of blue is the result of the Eastern Church practice since the 4th and 5th century of using the semi-precious stone lapis in ground form in the painting medium. The Archangel Michael is also mentioned in the Old and New Testaments in Daniel, Jude, and Revelation. The song, Michael Row the Boat Ashore, describes the function of the Archangel Michael in both Daniel and Revelation.
Since the early centuries of the church, Michael has been considered the patron saint of the church and is often depicted in military garb with a sword and shield or armor, as well as with a cross. In the Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, and in some Anglican groups, his name is used for youth organizations. The illustration is an elaborate enameled figure of St. Michael in silver, gilt, and jewels, bearing a sword and orb at the Basilica of St. Mark, Venice, Italy. The figure was made at Constantinople around the 11th century or later and was taken to Venice around the 15th century after the Muslim conquest of Constantinople. The other two named angels are Raphael and Uriel. Of the two, only Raphael is considered an angel in the Western church tradition. Raphael was sent to help Tobit in the book of Tobit. He is shown helping Tobit in an engraving by Gustave Doré from the Grand Bible du Tours, a Vulgate Bible published in Paris and England in 1866 A.D. The London English Language Edition is commonly called Doré's English Bible. Uriel leads the forces loyal to God in the heavenly battle described in the Coptic version of the book of Enoch, an event also referred to by St. John in the book of Revelation. In the New Testament, in Luke 23, verse 43, an angel ministered to Jesus while he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane on Monday, Thursday, illustrated by a mid to late 19th century stained glass window at St. Mary's Church believed to be in Florida. During the 12 days of Christmas, remember that your guardian angel is there, but for him to be effective, he must be invited into your life and be comforted in these words from the Stromata, the third of three books on Christian education by St. Clement of Alexandria, shown in a Coptic Orthodox icon, St. Clement wrote that a faithful Christian at prayer, quote, is never out of there, meaning angels, holy keeping, and although he prays alone, he has the choir of the saints standing with him. The closing music theme for Ninth Day of Christmas is a violin and piano arrangement of the traditional English carol, Angels We Have Heard on High played to the French carol tune Gloria that was made popular by Edward Shippen Barnes in the late 1930s. Please join us for the 10th day of Christmas, January 3rd, when the key word is commandments. I will discuss the commandments in the context of scripture, Christian liturgy, and daily life. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.